unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. Welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm very excited. I'm very excited as well. We have a very special guest on the podcast today and a slightly different format because we were having technical gremlins. But for the listeners out there, you don't have to worry about that. You just need to sit back, relax, and get ready for an awesome interview that we've got scheduled for you today. And on that note, David, I'm going to turn it over to you and let you introduce and uh, preview what we've got coming up on this week's episode. Sounds good, Nathan. Thanks. So if you've ever wondered what a metaphor is and how to use metaphors in your copy, today you will get your questions answered because I have a guest who I consider to be the reigning expert on that question, Ann Miller. She's author of The Tall Lady with the Iceberg. And for my money, this is the best book ever written on how to use metaphors to sell, to explain, to win people over. Anne understands and teaches this information better than anyone else I've ever seen. She's also a coach, speaker, and seminar leader. Her huge client list ranges from Columbia University to the Wall Street Journal, Revlon, Citibank, and Yahoo, as well as clients in Australia, South America, Europe, and Asia. Dozens and dozens of household names and major niche organizations. For us in the copywriting world, Anne's expertise in creating and using metaphors is what excites me the most. Many copywriters and business owners use metaphors, but not too many people do it all that well. And that's about to change today. However, one thing a copywriter's podcast never changes, and that is this. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear in this podcast. Most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and or if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So, Anne, welcome and thanks so much for being here. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for that lovely introduction. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, so let's start with a basic compound question. What is a metaphor anyway, and why are metaphors so important? Okay. a The simplest way to think about a metaphor is to think of it as a comparison. So if you say, for example, John is a pig, obviously he's not a pig, but he shares common characteristics because he's a slob. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you were in high school, you might have remembered metaphor, similes, analogies. It really doesn't matter for what our purposes are. Okay. Just think of it as a comparison. Okay. And if you want to know why they're so important, it's because they're visual and they're instantly understood and they take any information or product or service or idea that you're selling and boil it down to this really concentrated story. Do you want an example? Oh, please, please. Okay. So a while back, I had a woman who worked for a mutual fund company, and she was introducing a new fund to brokers. Now, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of mutual funds out there, and brokers get pitched these things all the time. 
And the name of the fund was something long. I'm going to get this bollocks stuff, but I'll give you the idea. Long-term growth, risk-free, diversified equity asset fund. And every time she had to reference the fund, she had to go through long-term growth, risk-free. I said to her, you can't do that. A, you're going to put them to sleep. B, you sound like every other fund out there. It's just not working. They're not going to get it. They're not going to get excited about this. I said, tell me what the fund does. And she said, well, it's really not too hard. We, you invest your money. It sits there in comfort and safety for about 15 years. And at the end, you get a really appreciated asset. I said, fantastic. I said, so let's think of a, an image, a metaphor that would help people understand what this fund actually does. So then we said, okay, so what goes dormant for a while and then emerges? And we came out with a bear goes into hibernation and at the end of the winter it has cubs, but that didn't work so well because bears and stock markets don't go well together. (laughs) Then we came up with um, a sports team. They go into spring training. They disappear into spring training and then they emerge as a strong team ready to fight for the World Series. But that didn't quite grab either one of us either. And so finally we got it. And maybe by now, even your listeners may have gotten it. And we came up with the butterfly fund. Because what, you know, think about butterflies. Caterpillars cocoon for some period of time and then they emerge as this beautiful butterfly. So that's what she said the fund did. The fund is basically, let's call it a butterfly fund, she said. Your money basically cocoons for 15 years. And at the end of it, you get this gorgeous butterfly, high value treasured butterfly. And every time she had to refer to it in her talk, she called it the butterfly fund. I've got to tell you, thousands of funds out there, none of them were called the butterfly fund. Memorable, visual, instantly understood, nailed it. Okay. That's the power of metaphors. That's that's awesome. Now, we're going to cover a lot of stuff rapid fire. And this is the only time I think I've assigned required reading to my podcast listeners. You've got to get Anne's book, The Tall Lady with the Iceberg. But that said, you have a handy four-step metaphor workout. Could you briefly run over that with us? Sure. It's basically a way of thinking. The first thing you have to do is identify the point you want to make. Are you describing a process? Are you describing an outcome? Are you countering an objection, a blind spot? What is the point you want to make? Then the second step is, what do you know about your audience? Are they old? Are they young? Are they American? Are they international? Do they know sports? Do they have hobbies? And even if you don't know a lot about your audience, there's common, you know, current events, music, pop culture. And then based on what you know about your audience, what world can you draw your metaphor from? Can you create a metaphor from sports or from history or from transportation or nature that would resonate with them based on what you know about them? And then the fourth step is relate it back. (laughs) Just don't say baseball is like life and leave it there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's got to be baseball is like life. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Sometimes you hit a home run. Sometimes you never get to third base. So you have to complete it. So that's the four steps. What's the point? What do you know about your target audience and then what metaphor can you create that will resonate what comparison 
can you create that will resonate with them and then relate it to them? It's pretty simple. Okay, I'd, I'd like to jump into some examples. We already have a great one with the Butterfly Fund. Mm -hmm. But in your book, you talk about, well, I'll just go through them one at a time rather than overwhelm people. So could you talk with um, about how to use a metaphor to sell something brand new, something no one's ever heard of before? Okay. Well, of course... I mean, you can come up with some crazy name like Google or Xerox, because <laughs> then people are curious about that. But if you're looking for metaphors and analogies, people only know, if you bring up something new, you have to relate it to something they know. So there was a um, shoe company that had kids' shoes. You know, kids' feet grow very quickly, so it can become very expensive to keep buying shoes. So they invented this shoe that would stretch. So to call it a stretchable shoe, I don't know, they called it inchworm, you know, which is a great, great product name, right? Yeah, that is you great. There, there's there's even that little <coughs> song, Grow Little Inchworm, right? I mean, oh, right. Familiar. I hadn't even thought about that. Yes, absolutely. That's very cool. Or if you're you're coming up with like when the famous example is Steve Jobs with the iPod. If he was to explain it, technically you know what this machine is what it does it, it would confuse people because they don't understand that but when he said it's a thousand songs in your pocket bingo everybody got it awesome. so you, not only do you get it you see it you visualize it it appeals to the right brain which sees things which is the emotional side which grabs people so yeah i mean yeah. one one of the things i've said is you almost Unless it's a physical touch, you almost need to have an image in order to evoke emotion in right. a reader or in a prospect. Yeah. How about to simplify complexity? That is such a challenge, especially with people in the nutritional supplement business, multi-billion dollar business. And, you know, there are these, you know, six and seven syllable ingredients or... right or components in them. What's an, what's an example of simplifying complexity? Well, one of the things that's very complicated to explain to people is investments, you know, what kind of strategy you should use, retirement strategy. And you can explain something very logically and very clearly, even like the supplements, explain exactly what's in them, why it works, et cetera. But, but there's still a distance between what it is and my emotional reaction to it. So I had a fellow who, you know, would explain the different long-term and short-term investment strategies. And at the end, he uh, wrapped the whole thing up. And he was obviously for long-term constant investing as opposed to day trading. And he said, at the end of the day, you have to decide, do you want to eat up? Do you want to wind up eating caviar or catnip? Oh, oh, okay. that, that's good. Yeah. And the thing about even the supplement world I mean, he put it at the end. If I were writing copy about investment strategy, my headline would be caviar or catnip, mm -hmm. right? Because right away that conjures up images and it's also arouses curiosity. And then I would explain everything and say, again, with investment strategy A, you'll get the caviar. With B, you risk getting the catnip. Which do you want? That 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 sounds like some of the more rogue financial copyright. You you would have been a good copywriter if that's all you did. I'm sure when you wrote copy, it was great. Okay, so emphasizing uniqueness. How do you use a metaphor for that? Okay, I had a situation where 
somebody was competing for something mm -hmm. and they said the person just saw them as commodity well you're just another nutrition company you're just another mo money manager you're just another fill in the blank and this person said let me ask you a question do you have children yes i have children boys girl boy and a girl great do they have the same personality and any parent will go right away will go oh, absolutely not little jimmy is creative and sensitive and emotional and little jenny is a killer and i mean they see their own children which is what you want them to do right and then you say would you expect the same things from each child oh god no you know jimmy reliable punctual on the time the other kid forget about it i said exactly just as your children are unique so too are our products and this is why clients choose us oh god that's that's, that's irresistible it's like it's like i surrender that's that's so good <laughs> <laughs> it's just a matter of getting into what do they know what would they re respond to and mm -hmm. tap that as opposed to i have this high need to tell you all about my product well you've already done given a great example with the catnip and the caviar but do you have another example about how to use a metaphor in a headline yeah for example let's say i think some book titles are really great examples one of my all-time favorites years ago ibm was going down the tubes and then lou gerstner came in as ceo and he turned it around and he ultimately wrote a book called who says elephants can't dance okay you know you do the impossible so if you're if your product is something that does what people thought was impossible that's a great headline sure. who says elephants can't dance or you know instead of saying you know stop stop what gaining weight or something you can say you know put the brakes on weight gain that that's much more vivid so you're looking for a vivid title something that creates an image because yeah. the brain it's brain candy the brain loves images it's true that's such a good point Hey, let me ask you something. How would you like a complete copywriting course packed into a $10 Kindle book? Yeah? Then let me invite you to try Breakthrough Copywriting. It's only $10 and it's available now on Amazon as a Kindle. Breakthrough Copywriting was originally a $5,000 live seminar I held in Las Vegas. People flew in from all over the world to attend Breakthrough Copywriting. This Kindle book by the same name is a complete version of my four presentations at the seminar. If you would like to dig into copywriting basics or refresh the knowledge you already have, then you'll really like Breakthrough Copywriting. A-listers like John Carlton, Joe Sugarman, and Bob Bly give this book an A+, and you can read the reviews right on the Amazon site. This episode of the Copywriters Podcast is sponsored by Breakthrough Copywriting. Check this book out at Amazon.com today. And now, back to the Copywriters Podcast program, already in progress. All right. How about mistakes people should avoid when they're using metaphors? Um, you have one called the Unfinished Symphony. Could you talk about yeah, that? Yeah, you have to complete the metaphor. You can't just say it's like baseball's like life. You've got to finish it. And the other thing that's a problem is when people make bad comparisons. I saw this someplace. I couldn't believe it. This guy said that your cell phone is essential to you, like your toilet. <laughs> well, it's true that toilets are essential to all of us, but I'm not sure that's the best comparison. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It just doesn't work so well. 
so that's that's a big mistake the other mistake is is the wrong metaphor of uh, some i was in an, an audience once of executive women and the speaker was using all these base i'm um, sorry football analogies when you're on the 20 yard line and, and you know i was sitting there going who is she talking to she made an assumption a that we knew football that we cared about football that we had been in football locker rooms really bad assumptions i mean if she wanted to use sports analogies tennis golf would have a much better shot <laughs> at us being able to relate to that yeah so so essentially metaphors are like any other form of copy or communication you really need to know your audience and understand absolutely yeah and i would say two other tips one is very often the first one that you come up with the analogy is not the best one you know like our bear and sports with the butter those weren't good so mm -hmm. you can expect to have to play around with it for a little while and then also i would test it on somebody just because you think it's brilliant doesn't mean it's going to work, <laughs> right. you know? So I would test it on somebody first. Okay. So let's say people want to get in touch with you. Um, what kind of coaching or consulting services do you offer, especially to smaller business owners? And I know you do a lot of work in the corporate world, but for more for individuals. Yeah. Well, actually, I've been doing a lot more work with individuals all around the world, actually. Okay. Um, what I really love doing is helping you present, present your product, present your service, really crystallize that message. So many people don't have a really good message. They don't understand what a good message is. And also coming up with metaphors as it's appropriate or analogies. I was talking to somebody and he has this process that helps build people's presence online. And I said, I said, talk to me, talk to me. I said, so basically you're midwifing it. He goes, that's it. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you talk to somebody else, very often they also can come up with the good idea. Yeah, I, I know that person. And he was thrilled with, with that metaphor that you came up with him. But you actually do more than just uh, metaphors, right? I mean, oh, yeah. that's what we focused on today. But You've been a sales trainer, speaking coach. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of sales. I really, my focus these days is to do the presenting, the messaging, the presenting, cleaning up the powerpoints, making them work, making your message flow. That's that's what I love to do. I'm I'm sort of I would say semi-retired. I don't do the sales training anymore. Okay. I moved up to the Hudson Valley. I'm very happy here, and I just yeah. love getting people's communications you know successful making them win yeah live sales training is very strenuous and emotionally draining isn't it oh it's a real high though yeah give me a yeah. microphone and i'm you know you open the refrigerator light goes on you're on <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good and of course your book is the tall lady with the iceberg right Again, and it's I... a it's on amazon and if people want to reach out to me email is the best way Okay, um, we, we have your, your website, annmiller.com. What's, what's the uh, email address? amiller at annmiller.com, and Ann is spelled with an E, amiller at annmiller.com. amiller at annemiller.com. Right. Nathan, you got any, any questions or thoughts before we wrap? I'm just going to add, I, <laughs> throughout the interview, I actually went to Audible and used up this month's credit to get your book. So I <laughs> look forward to diving in. I love David, when you bring on guests that have a not specifically copywriting, but maybe a little bit 
I, I'm remembering the Microscripts book that you recommended, and I'm looking at this book now, and I'm thinking some of my favorite episodes and some of the best knowledge that I've gotten, the best tools that I've added to my tool belt weren't specifically copywriting, but it's looking like this metaphor book is going to be, if any indication from this interview, it's looking like this is going to be one of my favorite books as well. So, and thank you for coming on. Thank you for joining us. And uh, I look forward to diving into your book. Thank you. Nathan, I think the word you're looking for is copywriting adjacent. Mm. I was trying to come up with a metaphor, but copywriting adjacent will definitely well, work. One step at a time. We'll we'll see if we can get the metaphor later. Yeah. And thank you so much for coming. Uh, this is thank a, you, a real, real thrill, real treat and real honor. Appreciate it's always fun to meet another metaphorian. <laughs> <laughs> one more time before we're out of here, where can the listeners go if they want to check out more of your work? Annmiller.com, A-N-N-E Miller.com. All right. And, and the book is on Amazon. Yeah, awesome. and, and and there's also an e people that can't can't auditorially process your email address. There's a contact you on that website, right? Yes. Nice. Good. All right, we'll have links to everything Ann Miller in the in the show notes of this episode. And if you want to get those show notes, head on over to copywriterspodcast.com. While you're there, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. And until next time, we will catch you later. Catch you later. Bye. Before we go, a quick question. Would you like to have me as a guest on your podcast? Let me give you an easy way to contact me about that. We've put up a form on GarfinkelMedia.com, and it won't take much more than a minute to fill it out. So if you'd like to have me on your show, just go to GarfinkelMedia.com and fill out the form. That's garfinkelmedia.com. Thanks, and see you next time on the Copywriters Podcast. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.